Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We've had, a, we've had an awesome church already, but I have a, a short thought. Like I say, I ain't going to hold you long. I know we've, we've had, already had a lot of church, but, but uh, God has, I think, gave me a word, and, and, I, and I believe you know, I'm going to share it today. The thing is, is if you want to turn, you know, it's kind of lengthy reading, so you can go ahead and be you know, go ahead and stay seated. But uh, in Psalm sixty-three, I'm gonna read the first five verses. <clears throat> and the Bible says, "O God, Thou art my God; early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee; my le- flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land, where no water is, to see Thy power." And thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy love kindnessly is better than life, my lips shall praise thee, thus will I bless thee while I live, I will lift up my hands in thy name, my soul shall be sanctified as with the marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Today I'm going to talk to you just for a few minutes about a deeper walk. We've talked about all service and the the songs has been about drawing closer to him. We want to be nothing more. We want you. We we don't want the things of this world. We're more interested in having you. The thing is, are you ready for a relationship with the Lord? That's the question I asked this congregation. It it can belong to you if you seek and thirst and longing for him. That will sanctify you, but you have to have only the thing that will sanctify you is nothing less than the full presence of the Lord. We sang the song, they sang the song in the praise worship song. It says, well, I don't want nothing just ordinary. I don't, and it talks about, I'm just putting this in my words, but they said, I don't want nothing of this world. I just want you. And that's what we have to have to draw closer to him, was we have to be totally committed and have a closer relationship with him. Too often, God's people are starving and thirsting. But they're not starving and thirsting for him. They say that they're starving and they want a closer walk with him. But they're starving and they're allowing themselves and their lives to the things of this world. People are searching for truth. People are searching for mercy. They're searching for the knowledge they're searching for things to fill that empty thing in their life. Because the thing is, we were born with emptiness in us. And there's people in this world that has spent millions of dollars trying to fill that void. There's been people in this world that has ruined their lives trying to find something to fill that void. They're looking in places, in the wrong places but they're striving for the same goal 
and that is looking for something to fill that void that we're born with. You cannot go know God to the depths, depths that he wants you to know you with unless you draw closer to him. The only relationship as a, as, as our, in our fleshly bodies that we can resemble the relationship we have with, or should have with God is, is a relationship as a husband and wife. Because the thing is, is in, as a husband and wife, we have the most closest relationship as, a, as a flesh, our fleshly bodies can have to the relationship God was wanting us to have with us. The thing is, is our relationship is a progressive walk. It's a daily fellowship. As when me and my wife got married, I thought I knew everything about her. We had dated for a year. I said, well, I knew everything. I was 19. I knew everything anyway. But, <laughs> but, the, but the, the thing in life is we think I thought I knew her, knew everything about her. But through over, over the past 20 years, as we lived a daily life together, we woke up in the mornings. We laid down at night. I know things about her that she, and she knows things about me that nobody else on this world, earth knows about. And that relationship that we've known because of the daily walk that we've had together, we've created a relationship that I have with her that nobody else, that I have with no one else. And that's how we have a relationship with God, is we have that daily walk. We draw closer every day. We learn a little bit more about God and, he, and get a little bit closer to him every day as we live. And when... <clears throat> The thing is, is when if God moves, we need to have the relationship close enough that when he moves, that we move. Because we, if we're not careful, if we're so busy off in our own world, doing good things, sometimes for the, as we consider good things, may be good things, but sometimes we get so tied up with this world and things of this world that we miss the move of God. God may be moving in your life and we may have be, got ourselves so busy with things that we miss that move. God is calling us. I feel this through this fast. Brother Jerry referred to it just a few minutes ago. God is calling us into an intimate communion with him. The Bible says in Psalms 42 verse 1 says, As the, as the heart panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? The thing is, I break this down as water, and this thing is representative as life sustainment. Just as we need water to live, we need God. Water in this body, we cannot live without water but just a few days, a few hours, and this body starts getting dehydrated. So we have to have water to replenish this flesh. And also we need God just as much as we need him. Just as we desire a cold drink of water on a hot summer day, we need to desire God that much more. When you desire to, for the fellowship with God and his presence, when it becomes greater than anything else in this world, that's when you begin to go deeper with him. When God is the most important thing, 
The Bible talks about he needs to be, be, even, be more important than even our children. He needs to be more important to us than our own families. We need to put God, when we put God first and his desires in our life, we start going deeper with him. God, Job in the Bible was a faithful, faithful servant. God even said, Job is a faithful servant. So when, when, when God says, and it's recorded that God said that he was a faithful servant, I believe that that stands out. But here, don't take me just a few verses later. In Job 1 and verse 10, when we find Satan making a valid point to, to our flesh, Job, 10, Job 1 and 10 says, Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. The thing is that Satan had a point to this to talking about a, the fleshly man because the thing is is this easy it's easy to be faithful it's easy to worship God when everything's going our way when all is we got all when the blessings of God are on our life it's easy to worship him the or we or the old saying is when we got the world by the tail you know it's easy to, to Say we love God, we, we worship him, and we, we're up here shouting and worshiping when you got everything going on. But with, with Job, the next eight verses, Job loses everything. Everything he had that was from the earthly value. Job, Job loses his children. They're gone in just a matter of minutes. His livestock is gone in just a matter of minutes. Just a few, just a matter of momentarily time. His wealth is all gone. All his worthy possessions are gone in just a matter of minutes. But the thing is, it's, it's so easy to get tied up when everything's going on. But when everything's still, you start losing everything. Sometimes it's hard not to, to, to blame God. It's sometimes it's hard to, to keep praising Him and worshiping Him. But obviously, Job wasn't only worshiping God for what he could get. Because in Job, 20, Job 1 down to verse 20, Job says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord shall taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The thing is, is Job praised God. Job's relationship wasn't just on what he could get from God. Job's relationship wasn't just what God had blessed him with. But Job had a deeper relationship with God beyond what he could get from this earth. Today I feel that we're drawing closer. God is wanting to draw closer to us. He wants to have a closer walk with each one of us here today. As we as a church, we, as we've started this 21 days of fasting, we're talking, you know, we're striving to draw closer to him. And I believe God is, is drawing, asking us to draw closer. But the thing is, is we can't just let that be lip service. 
as Brother Rayleigh talked about this morning, the Pharisees. They showed, they, they did the outside look. But we got to go deeper than that. We got to get our heart right with God. We got to give Him everything. We got to give Him our heart. Today, as I'm going to share this story. I was listening to a, a, a preacher that preached over 50 years ago, this me- a message, and he shared this story. Today, I want to share it with you. In, ni- in 1519, there was a Spanish explorer named Hernando Cortez. He decided that he wanted to seize the treasure that the Aztecs had been hoarding in their country. He took over 500 soldiers, 100 sailors, and l- landed 11 ships on the shores of the Yucatan. Despite the large army under his command, he was still vastly outnumbered by a huge, powerful empire that had been around for over 600 years. Some of the men were unconvinced of their success, but Cortez wanted to make sure that the remainder of the men were completely committed to the mission. So he did something that seemed completely insane to his own people. Cortez gave the order to burn their own ships that they had just landed on shore with. He had just, they had just sailed across the ocean to capture this country. And then he ordered his own men to go and burn their ships on the shore. He says the pathway forward was clear for Cortez. All or nothing. 100% committed. The option of failure was gone. Conquer as heroes or die. The ships were sunk. By doing this, the level of commitment of his men was raised to an extreme level, much higher than anyone could ever imagine. Incredibly, they succeeded in the unlikely feat. In 600 years, no one had been able to conquer the Aztecs and plunder their riches. They were able to do this simply because There was no choice, no fallback. The ships were gone. The only alternate alternate was death. The thing is, is the men, as they looked at him, as he told them to burn the ships, they looked at him like he was crazy. They was like, how are we going to get home after the battle? And he says, the only way you're going to get home and you're going to see your family is you go win this battle and take their ships and sail home. So he was totally committed. There was no falling back. There was not a ship on a beach somewhere when when the battle got hot that they could go back to. They had to go forward. They had to take the enemy. Didn't matter how hot the battle got, they had to go forward. So the thing is, is, retreat is easy when you let yourself have an option. Let that sink in and ponder that for a few minutes. When you have retreat and you let that be an option, it's so easy to go back when the battle gets hot. When the storm rages hard, it's so easy to turn around and go back. Today, as as I'm closing, the king ordered the ships to be burnt, and he took out that that option. God wants us to be a totally committed church. He don't want us to have anything in our lives that we long to go back for. That I think that today is, is we have things in our life 
I mean, I know when I'm studying this, I have things in my life. Let me take it personally. I have things in my life, some ships in my life that I need to burn. There's some ships, there's some things that when we get totally committed, because God, I believe God in this year is calling our church to a level that's out of our comfort zone. We're going to face some battles, I feel, this year. That's The battle may get hot. The battle may get rough. And we got to get rid of the things that's in our life. That, that, that alternate, that, that, that trip back that we can think, well, if it gets too hot, we can go back. Today as we stand, if there's a ship in your life that's sitting on a beach that you need to get rid of, I think we need to get rid of it at the altar today. As we face this future, this, this un- unknown future we face this year, I think we need to go into it with the commitment that totally committed that there's no turning back. There's no, nothing to go back for. We have to go forward. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.